0: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca on today's episode WWE Hall of Famer TNA Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk AEW dynamite from last night especially that punk promo and what he teased at the end of the promo when and where and if Brian Danielson to AEW how could it be done we talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast AEW Dynamite
2: last night. Remember the, the old game show Password and then Password Plus with, like, with Alan Funk?
1: Yes, Funked. I, I was Funked. a big fan of Alan, Alan Funk. Former uh, husband of Betty White, Alan Funk. Ding, ding, ding,
2: circle gets a square. So, like, if me and you were playing Password and I went,
1: patience, what would you say? None. well that would be a wrong answer I know it would be wrong would you say um, All right, so let me ask you this question Bully coming off of what the people were chanting when Punk was in the ring at the end of that promo last night and then him talking about the word patience when do we see Brian Danielson if at all in AEW if it's me I'm doing it at the
2: Queen show at the Queen's Dynamite, same thing that they did with Punk, because last night was not a planned subliminal Easter egg. Last night was an organic Easter egg that just happened to happen, and I think that it was ju- it, it was just good enough. Yeah. Remember when Darby Allen did the backstage promo where he said, "You know, people coming in got to prove your best in the world or whatever." There it was. There was your little tip of the cap. Just enough for the people to know. Last night, a bunch of yes chants break out during a Punk promo. Punk says, hey, that's somebody else's shtick. And uh, you might have to be a little bit more patient for that. Up, oh, the place goes crazy. Um, and that's just enough to let us know, yes, you're going to get what you want again. Because it wouldn't be smart for Punk to throw that out there if aew was not going to deliver because now punk will have egg on his face so what if if that's me if i have the pencil what am i doing i'm going to deliver that monster um um first time appearance in the same type of crowd as chicago punk in chicago i'm giving danielson in new york city There should be more people in Queens. I think there's going to be more people in Queens than there was in Chicago. And trust me, if you know anything about competitive wrestling towns like a Chicago, like a New York, like a Philadelphia, New York is going to want to be louder on television and crazier on television than Chicago was. So the, the the competition amongst the cities, the good natured, good spirited competition, and who could be louder, who can give the biggest pop, they're gonna give. If we do get Brian Danielson in Queens, that is gonna be a monster reaction, and that'll be the second time that uh, a monster reaction like that happens for AEW.
1: Yeah, and and Bully, um, obviously, we talked about this at Rampage last week at the United Center. That was the biggest crowd that aew has ever had for a live show and it it sold out bully i would think because they were expecting cm punk to be there it's a different story with that september 22nd show for aew dynamite in queens that sold out just because aew is in queens but That record that we saw last week will be broken on September 22nd because I think it's going to be around 19,000 fans in Queens. Uh, First of all, Bully, it's great throwing out these numbers. We talked about, you know, the 50,000 that was at SummerSlam for the WWE, and now we're talking about 19,000 for AEW in Queens. It's good to throw out these numbers, but you're right. That New York crowd is gonna wanna be louder than what they were at rampage. And you're probably gonna need a bit of a a bit of a surprise, a bit of a ignition for that crowd to get crazy. And I think it's gonna be what you said. I think it's gonna be Brian Danielson coming to AEW.
2: I think it's very interesting that you use the term throwing out these numbers. Cause I have a number that I'd like to throw at you. Sure, go Ready? ahead. Ready? Yep. Fifty eight Okay. Think about it. I'm throwing out a number. The number is 58. What am I referring to? I have no idea. 58 feet. That's how far you (laughs) threw the ball at your first pitch the other night. 58 feet. 58 feet. But it's 58 feet from the rubber to the plate. No, it's not. And it's not a rubber.
1: It's a rubber. R-U-B-B-A-H. Rubber. I don't want to get too far into this, Bully, but since you felt the need to throw out that video on your social media account, unlike anybody you have ever seen throw out a first pitch to a game, I didn't do it at the beginning of the mound. I did it on top of the mound, as you like to say, on the rubber, and I threw it, (laughs) and you know what? It was a bit outside. If just it was a, a if there was a right-handed batter, I think it would have been a swing in a bit. If it was a left-handed batter, I probably would have took it, taken off their head. It was just a bit outside. No, you would have taken off their calf. <laughs> <laughs> you were,
2: that wasn't anywhere near his head. Um just out of curiosity, uh did anybody else throw out a first pitch on that day? Uh yes, it was my brother Don. And uh where did your brother Don Lagreca throw his pitch from? On the rubber. Did he reach home plate, and did the ball go into the catcher's mitt? Yeah, he threw a strike. So at least there's one athletic LaGreca in your household.
1: Well, to play. In your family. yeah, Yes. My my brother got a college scholarship for baseball. He was a pitcher. Still holds the record since the school isn't around anymore. The only no-hitter by a pitcher for Don Bosco Tech. So, yes, my brother is athletic, or was athletic, I should not say. Years of doing radio kind of changes your body. Uh, but he does have the skill to pay the bills, and obviously he threw a strike at the Miners game. You know how we always talk about,
2: you know, I, ask, I asked the boys when they come on the show how they felt in certain moments. How did you feel the moment you clicked on your Twitter machine and you saw that I had posted the video of you botching your first pitch?
1: Actually, you know what? I felt good, Bully, because that made me me feel like, you know what, Bully does care. He really did want to see if I didn't make an ass out of myself on the pitcher's mound. Listen, it wasn't what I wanted to accomplish, but I don't think I made an ass out of myself. Oh, you made a tremendous ass out of him. Don't sell yourself short. You're a tremendous slouch. Well, you, you, you know what? You know what? You know who wins? The miners, because they got there's over thirty thousand views on that video of me throwing that ball uh, from the other night. So, all right, back to wrestling. Okay, throwing out the numbers.
2: I don't remember. I just remember you said throwing <laughs> out the numbers. I don't remember what else you said. <laughs>
1: Uh, No, but I I talked about, you know, 19,000 in Queens. You know, we got 15,000 plus in Chicago. Um, You mentioned about patience. You mentioned about, you said the word patience. And I think we do need to be a little patient here. And maybe that's the one argument where we don't see Daniel Bryan in September. We're riding a high right now with CM Punk you want to continue this wave but you don't want to overlap these waves like i think you need a little time in between uh is september too close to the return of punk to get the return of daniel bryan
2: no it's deep into september third week of september i think it's a hell of a one two punch and it's spaced out just enough because we'll have punk on a couple of Dynamites, on a couple of uh, Rampages, and we'll, we'll have already seen him at All In, correct? I'm yes. sorry, All Out. All
1: Out, All Out, yes.
2: I'm sure that there are some that could make the argument for bringing Danielson back at All Out. You know, Tommy had this opinion on make the pay people pay to see CM Punk the first time. I vehemently disagreed with that one. Um, If you're going to make people pay to see CM Punk, you make them pay to see his first match. That's fair. Um, Would you bring back Brian Danielson? If you had the pencil, would you bring him back at All Out or at the the Dynamite in Queens?
1: Oh. I might, and I'll go back to what I originally said. Chicago sold out because the potential of CM Punk making an appearance there. That's not the reason why the show in Queens has gotten as many people to come. So it's not like there's an expectation of Brian Danielson to be in Queens. So I think that's an ace that you have that you might unload anytime, anywhere. I don't think you do it at all out. I don't think you do it in Queens either, Bully. I think you wait for a time where it would be... A complete surprise where it comes out of nowhere, where you truly get a shock of Brian Danielson showing up at AEW. If I'm AEW, which is pretty much
2: still a brand new company, would you agree with that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's still not two years that that show's been on the air. If I'm AEW and I got 19,000 people in the house in New York... I want to catch that lightning in a bottle. I want 19,000 people going crazy for somebody that we brought in that those people are going to love, they're gonna wanna love. That is going to be an extremely similar moment to the CM Punk moment. Not the perfect storm that CM Punk was and is, but I'll be damned if it's not close enough. I want to capture that moment that we talked about the anticipation pop, as opposed to the surprise pop, the the volcano was ready to explode the minute dynamite came on the minute rampage came on the air last week. And we got that reaction. Punk talks, you know, says you got to be a little bit patient for those. Yes chants. Now people are, people are, at the ready fan AEW fans are ready now they're primed will it happen next week will it happen here will it happen at all out will it happen at Queens so they're gonna be boiling now for the weeks coming up we don't know where we don't know when but when that music hits they're gonna ready to go crazy for for Brian Danielson if it's me I'm taking full advantage of the huge crowd that they're going to have in Queens.
1: Yeah, it's 19,000
2: people chanting yes. Don't you want to capture that? Yeah, and that's going to be an image. That's going to be an image
1: that'll that'll last.
2: How many people will be at All Out in Chicago? Because they're in the smaller arena for All Out, correct? A little over 10,000. You want 10,000 people chanting yes, or you want 19,000 people
1: chanting yes? All right, but I'm going to throw another one at you. Maybe it's a small thing, Bully, and you might knock me down for this. But you even mentioned it. We, we, we have a very special edition of It Opens the Masters class that's going to drop on Sunday where we talk about the returns of Brock and Becky and Punk. And one of the things you brought up when it came to Brock and Becky about the loudness of their pop is about that it was in a stadium where you don't have a roof, and you know, and you've talked about your own personal experiences in the ring at a stadium where you don't even notice the the loudness of the crowd because the 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 volume escapes because there's an opening. So you you got me thinking. You're gonna get these yes chants the week before bully that they're in Queens. They're gonna be in Jersey at the Prudential Center, The Rock, and there's gonna be. An even bigger crowd than what we saw in Chicago for punk's return is going to be about 16,000 in new in Newark in an enclosed arena. Do you maybe have him come back in Jersey where you're going to have 15, 16,000 people chanting? Yes, where it's going to be much louder because you're going to have a roof on the arena. Is this a legitimate question? Or are you just politicking for
2: Daniel, you know, Brian to come back in your you know home state?
1: Well, but there's another caveat to it. And maybe there is a little bit of the Jersey bias, but this, that was a show that was supposed to happen a year and a half ago. It was scheduled. And then the pandemic happened and that was going to be that, that crowd in Newark, New Jersey was going to be the biggest crowd that AEW dynamite had ever had, but they had to postpone it. Now they're making that return. So those people in Newark, New Jersey, have had have been holding on to that ticket now for over a year and a half. Do you reward those people for holding on to that ticket for a year and a half by giving them Brian Danielson? Also, it might even be as good or even better of a visual having 16,000 people chanting yes with an enclosed arena. It would be much louder, I'm sure, in Newark, New Jersey than it would be in Queens, New York. Excellent point. Excellent.
2: I'm glad you listened when I talked about that on the master's class. Yes. So let's just go to Queens for a second and talk about the the actual noise of the pop. Yes, you are correct. When you're in a massive stadium like uh, Allegiant in Vegas where we saw the return of Becky or we saw the return of... Uh Brock, that sound has to travel a lot farther before you hear it thus on t v it might not sound as crazy, although Edge made his return, I believe, in a stadium and they were able to catch that pop um and get the full energy of it you're asking me, do you do it in Newark with sixteen thousand? do you do it in Queens with nineteen thousand? Queens is in an open air. Stadium, but it's a much smaller stadium. It's a mm-hmm. 20,000 seat stadium as opposed to a 70,000 seat stadium that Brock and Becky came back into. Allegiant holds like 70 or 80,000. Yes, the WWE had conformed it to about um, uh, 40 or 50,000, but the sound still has to travel someplace before it bounces back. You know what? Either one of them would be just fine they they really would. I think that in that closed open air stadium Arthur Ashe in Queens, New York, you're going to get more of a traditional arena feel, feel and sound. But if you're in if you're in Newark at the Prudential Center the week before and you have 16 or 17,000, you're almost guaranteed to have better sound. I think
1: either one of those spots are just as good. But the good thing about it, bully, and for a e w fans, you have something that you're sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for. I think those things might continue. I mean, I don't know how many more wrestlers you know now that once once you see Daniel Bryan, then people are gonna be like, "Is bray Wyatt coming to a e w there's there's always gonna be some kind of name looming where fans are gonna be wondering if they're gonna make their debut on that show
2: off the top of my head. Imagine if this happened. Talk about fantasy booking for just one second. Imagine Brian Danielson comes back in Newark and you get that tremendous reaction and you went off the air with Punk's music hitting and coming out onto the onto the stage and Punk and Danielson are looking at each other to go off the air. And then you announce via social media that next week in Queens, Arthur Ash on Dynamite, Punk and Danielson face-to-face in the middle of the ring for the first time in 20 years, whatever, however long it is. Wow, you talk about connecting your dots and maximizing your opportunities. I mean, that's just, like I said, top of my head about moments you could have the crazy return moment with, with Danielson. Now you can give them a predetermined moment by saying we're going to have a face-to-face to start the show. Could you imagine how ballistic... Queens would be going if you got Daniel, uh, you know, Brian Danielson's music, punk's music, and they're sitting in the ring staring at each other. Commentary could lay out for an hour and the chance would still be going on.
0: This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight
2: game. I'm bringing you shows every Tuesday through Friday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers.
1: Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Unless there's bad weather, you're not closing the roof on Arthur Ashe Stadium. We don't need no stinking roof.
2: <laughs> now. No roof. Roofies? Yes. Roof. No. Um, I roofied myself last night. I went to. Sleep Did you really? Oh yeah, wow. I love roofying myself at night. Yeah, I take the gimmick pill. <laughs> Sleepy time. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Also, somebody chimed in on the Twitter machine and reminded us about the Adam Cole possibility.
1: Adam. That's what I mean. There are so
2: many names shits. out yeah. there. Like you mentioned, Bray Wyatt, and then the, one of our fans mentioned Adam Cole. I mean, jeez Louise! The 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 back to back to back surprises that AEW could possibly um, have out there. I mean, Punk dropped his wife's name last night. We haven't seen AJ Lee in forever. This is a woman who has over four million social
1: media followers. Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot is somebody else that you know fans love that got let go by the WWE. Could we possibly see her down the road? Listen, you never know. I'm not gonna put Ruby Riot in the
2: same uh, category as Cole or as a Bray Wyatt. But I'm sure, uh, uh, you know, I was a fan of Ruby Riot in the WWE. I liked her look, I liked the gimmick, I, I liked a lot of things about her. I'm sure her coming in could help pad that women's division, who I have said for a long time s- continues to need help. You saw that. What was your opinion on that women's match last night, Dave?
1: Uh, nah, nah, <laughs> not much for the bit Like it's, it, it was a bit rough. It was. A, I got to admit, and I love. And I love a Red Velvet, uh, but that just—I don't know if it's lack of chemistry, lack of reps—but that that match just didn't was not cohesive at all last night. In my so opinion.
2: bringing in a Ruby Riot could probably help pad their women's division. There are a couple of standout women. You obviously have a Britt Baker. You obviously have a Thunder Rosa. Um, I'm a big fan of Nyla Rose. I don't think we see enough of her at all. What other women do we have there that
1: we we, we know can guarantee us a, a, a strong match? Well, what they're having at All Out is they're having that uh, 21-woman casino battle royal where there's going to be the Joker and that you're going to get some kind of surprise. And there, we've been getting those surprises in those battle royals for AEW. So that's where you maybe see an AJ Lee or a Ruby riot or somebody of that ilk to show up in Chicago at all out. But I agree with you. I think you have, you have Nyla Rose, you have Thunder Rosa who you can definitely put into that championship picture. You have Dr. Britt Baker against Chris Statlander as one of your main events at all out. I, I would be shocked beyond words. If Dr. Britt Baker doesn't win that match and move on. So whoever wins that 21 women casino battle Royal is going to be the next contender. Is it a Thunder Rosa, you know, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker give us one of the best matches of the last year. Do they bring Nyla Rose back into the main event? You know, big swole has been doing big things on dark and elevation. Do they finally bring her into the fold on AEW dynamite or rampage? I've seen enough from big swole to know that she needs more reps. Okay, so that's you're not, not ready a knock. To pull that's the just that, that.
2: That's just a fact. I think they should continue to utilize that dark and um, elevation to get more and more reps for these younger talent, for these inexperienced talent to continue to get better in the ring. The only way you get better at this art form is reps under your belt. The same way you get better at hitting fastballs is to get reps under your belt in the batting cage. Uh, you know, reps under your belt throwing those curveballs. Reps under your belt at the free throw line. Reps under your belt, you know, uh, You know uh, hitting slap shots. Practice, 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 practice. Reps, reps, reps. And that's what somebody like Big Swole needs. Another one, uh, one of the girls that we're very high on, that we know has incredible potential, just because of the it factor of her look, is Jade Cargill. Yep. Needs thousands of more reps, before she's truly, truly ready, you know, to be having quality matches with, like, a Britt Baker or a, or a Thunder Rosa. And these are not
1: knocks in any way. This is just fact. Every wrestler who just starts off needs reps, needs reps. And that's, and that's why they have those shows, like you said. That's why they have Elevation. It's called Elevation for a reason, to elevate these towns to get them ready for a Dynamite or a Rampage. That's why you have AEW Dark to have these reps, like you said, these matches where they're almost ready but not quite ready. But now you also need some of these names, like you said, to kind of pad this women's division. I think the women's division has made great strides over the last year, but I do think you need some more women to be challengers for Dr. Britt Baker. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in that 21 women casino battle royal at All Out.
0: This is Lindsay Rhodes, and I'm so excited for my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, to be joining the XM sports family. We'll be talking about the most compelling topics and to some of the most interesting people in and around the NFL, taking a look at things through my somewhat nerdy football lens. I like to push past the low-hanging fruit to get to the real stories that are going to make you feel like a smarter football fan. So please join me every Wednesday for The NFL Roadshow, available on the SXM app and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Bully, uh, one one more thing about uh, Brian Danielson, and it kind of goes off like that last caller because the last caller was talking about he's a WWE lifer, wants to see uh, Daniel Bryan back in the WWE and continue the yes movement. Though we've been there, done that, and they've they've changed his character so many times throughout the years since we saw what he was able to do at WrestleMania thirty. Um, The one thing, unlike Punk, you're not, I don't think you're going to get a Brian Danielson in the ring cutting a promo about the W. That that is not going to happen. I mean, he met his wife through the WWE. He had the ultimate WrestleMania moment with the WWE. I don't think, I don't think Brian Danielson has any gripes with the WWE at this point. I, I
2: wouldn't. I wouldn't understand why, even if he did have any gripes, he would bring it up. I don't think that's the right territory for him. I understand why Punk kind of gently alluded to why he was unhappy with the WWE. I did not think that he put... um, I don't think he delved deep enough into it where, like, like, Booker... Booker had some comments about Punk's promo and said it was a swing and a miss.
1: Yeah, we're going to get into that at 11 a.m. Eastern Time because I really want to dive into those comments uh, from Booker T because no disrespect to Booker T, I couldn't disagree more from what he said about Punk's promo last week on Rampage. I
2: disagree. I mean, I I disagree. I 98% disagree with Booker. I kind of understand where he's coming from as a professional, but we'll talk more about that later. As far as Daniel uh, Brian Danielson is concerned, absolutely not. Too many great things went on there and he is the at the end of the day, no matter how hard Brian Danielson struggled to get to the top of the WWE, he got to the top yes. of the WWE. WrestleMania 30 is an iconic moment that will live forever in history. Now, if he leaves the WWE, whether or not they decide to remind us of that iconic moment is up to them. But as fans, we know it lives forever. He met his wife there, he has beautiful children with his wife, he's made a boatload of money. What are you going to do? Come on TV and tell me, yeah, well, for three years they told me I couldn't get back in the ring or however long it was. All right, but they eventually did and you got back in the ring and everything went really well. So no, I don't
1: expect to hear any of that verbiage from Brian Danielson. Yeah, and he, he wrote a book a few years back right after WrestleMania 30 and he talked about the struggles and the complete confusion of them not doing more with him early on. They fired him. I mean, they fired you know, Daniel Bryan, when he choked out, you know, uh, oh, who was it that he choked out? Uh, Justin. You know, he, t- he took with the tie outside the ring with the, ne- with the Nexus. He got fired from that. He went had to go back on the indie scene. But they eventually brought him back and gave, really, if you are talking about one of the greatest WrestleMania moments, that's, that's top three greatest WrestleMania moments of all time was Daniel Bryan holding both those belts in New Orleans at WrestleMania 30. So it's, it's very, very difficult to talk bad about a company that gave you that kind of a moment. Punk never had that moment. Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson did.
2: There's a reason why it was called a movement, because it truly was. I believe that Daniel Bryan ascending to the top of the WWE, becoming the WWE World Heavyweight Champion having that moment at, um, at WrestleMania is probably the purest push of a wrestler based on fan reaction we've ever seen.
1: And maybe the last that we'll, we'll see in the WWE.
2: Can you think of another one in the WWE where the WWE obviously had com- compartmentalized Daniel Bryan and said, okay, here's your spot, but the, the WWE universe said, nope. We want more for this guy. And they were so vocal about it that they forced the hand of Vince McMahon. They forced the pencil in the hand of Vince McMahon. Had we
1: ever seen that before, Dave? No, and we've seen organic rises to the top like a Stone Cold Steve Austin. We've We've seen that. But with Daniel Bryan, it was completely different. Bull, you're 100 percent right. They had a plan in place, and their plan was Batista. That was their plan. Vince McMahon was convinced. I'm gonna bring Batista in, and and you know what? They're gonna forget about Daniel Bryan, and they're gonna I'm gonna bring back this former superstar, and we're gonna ride the wave into WrestleMania. And the fan said, "No freaking way!" I was there at multiple Monday Night Raws where the crowd hijacked the show by ch- by chanting yes and it all started at Wrestlemania 28 in Miami think about it the main event that night was John Cena and The Rock you know two of the biggest superstars in the history of the WWE but it was the opening match at that Wrestlemania that started that movement they had Sheamus beat Daniel Bryan in seconds and it took almost half that show to get that crowd back into that into that WrestleMania because the fans were so pissed at what happened to Daniel Bryan. And that's the start of the Yes movement right there. You know, talking about this just
2: jiggled. Speaking of jiggles, jiggled yeah. my memory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know who had the... You know who I think could have been Daniel Bryan before Daniel Bryan? And I'm not talking about work rate in the ring. I'm talking with that organically getting over. Who? Zack Ryder. Remember when The Rock was forced to acknowledge him in the garden because the people were chanting for him so loud? Yep. See, those are the things that, that scare me about the WWE moving forward. When you see things like a Ryder or a Daniel Bryan or any other talent that really captures the emotion of the WWE universe, and then the WWE just kind of puts it to the side and goes, no, that, that wasn't in our plans, thus we're not going to give it to you. You know, the WWE will sit there all day long and say, we really listen to our fan base. But as WWE fans, Dave, do we really think they listen to us?
1: No. was the last time the
2: WWE listened to you? That, it, would be,
1: it would be Daniel Bryan.
2: Actually, the last time WWE listened to you was yesterday and this morning because they listen every single day. Yeah, but they don't like me.
1: They really don't. If you don't think they like you, how do you think they feel about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you went in their hall of fame. I'm in their hall of shame. Um but but no, I, I would think it's probably Brian Danielson.
2: Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I don't think but, but I don't think we're gonna hear any negativity out of him. Maybe a dig to get a chuckle or a pop, maybe once, maybe twice,
1: who knows? But I don't think it'll be anything significant and and you know what just to remind people and they they made him a part of the Wyatt family they 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 like think about that when 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 you could have made that move with him and made him a main eventer they, and then they played off your b player that was the story going into wrestlemania 30 but they had you know when he came to to the NXT, the show, the original NXT show, where they paired them off with veterans. They put him with The Miz. And the whole thing is that Brian, Daniel Bryan was vanilla. He was never going to get over. Nobody cared about him. And then he truly was a B player. And then they used that story. But, Bully, as you said... The fans completely forced the hand of Vince McMahon. They did not want WrestleMania 30 to happen. And bully, if you remember, once it happened, you started to see the decline of Daniel Bryan in the WWE almost immediately after that moment at WrestleMania 30. It was as if, okay, I gave you what you want
2: and now I'm going to take it away. If I couldn't, if I couldn't make you on un- <laughs> You pissed me off by chanting for this guy. Now I'm going to piss you off by killing him off as quickly as I can after I give you what you want.
1: Yeah, and, they, and then he had the injury, and when they brought him back from the injury, he, went, he was nowhere near the world title. They had him going after the Intercontinental title. Think about it. WrestleMania 32 titles in the air. Confetti coming down to end one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. WrestleMania 31. He's in a ladder match opening contest for the Intercontinental
0: title. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.
1: Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM
0: Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh-